it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Today. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome in, Empty Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show, streaming to you live at Tiki Live. Live television now at TikiLive.com slash channel slash bellyup. We're still available to you on social media at Show. Download us on your favorite pod streaming apps. You always catch us on your commute. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Never miss an episode and fire us up on your fire TV and Android devices. When you search for the MD's fantasy football show on your Amazon app store, as always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I am joined here with Chris Dahauer because we're going to be going over the MD's DFS free contest. This is the show that's going to continue throughout the playoffs. So if you were worried that we were going to go away, don't worry. We're not, we're not going anywhere. We're going to try to win you guys money and give you free things along the way like the easy sports betting data if you win for the week and get your name eligible for the monthly giveaway this month being january for the championship football from championshipfootballs.com we gave away our last month giveaway oddly enough chris the person who won the monthly giveaway for december also won the first week of january pe girl 09 congratulations excellent job you got another week of sports betting data along with your name being eligible for now the January giveaway. We got a beater. We got a beater, Chris. Yeah, she's been very impressive over the last few weeks and definitely kicking off the new year with a great start. How was your new year, by the way? It was kind of weird. I was talking about this at my other job. You know, it's kind of weird having it on the weekends between Christmas and New Year's being on the weekends. didn't really feel like an actual holiday. Um, And then especially with kind of these bowl games that aren't as exciting as they used to be. You know, New Year's Day should be the, day, the big exciting day to watch all the great bowl games. Now it's like, who's even in the game? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, let's, let's dive into that for like a split second. What was better, the college playoff or having all the bowl games and just knowing who your national championship game is going to be? You know, what did you enjoy more? I mean, growing up, I, I was kind of accustomed to having a national championship game. That's kind of what you looked forward to. And the kind of runner-up games were, you know, the the warmer, you know, the, the warm-ups in a sense. 
So for me, I kind of like the old way. I know everybody wants a chance to go to the playoffs. You know, they felt it was kind of too swayed towards the bigger conference teams, but I really don't see how things have changed. Still, the, you know, the still elite teams are the ones playing. Still really basically drag on the last championship game. I would have liked to have seen Alabama and Georgia you know, a week or two ago, not just kind of continue to wait and wait and wait. So, yeah, I, I like the, the way it used to be more than it is now. Well, see, here's why I agree with you. I agree with you that I think the bowl games were better because what happened is that they totally botched what this playoff system should be. Because I'm with you. It hasn't changed anything. It hasn't changed from getting away from the big conferences at all. Because you only made it four teams. That was the mistake. If you make it eight, maybe even 12, and make this an actual playoff, then you might actually have a difference in teams and what conferences they're coming from. I think they botched it. So I'm with you. If this is going to be the setup of four playoff teams, I'd rather go back to the old system. But preferably, I'd rather do it right and give me eight to 12 college playoff teams. I don't know if you agree with that or not. Well, the only problem I have with it is I know in theory that sounds great. Everybody has representation from the teams. But as you kind of saw, the cream rises to the top. Alabama wasn't challenged. Georgia wasn't challenged. And here are two of the teams that are supposedly, you know, the better competition out there. Continue to expand it. We're going to see, you know, the NFL playoffs where, you know, seven and eight, eight win teams are starting to Yeah, but at least in this so. case, it would be amateur. Like, <clears throat> I'm, I'm more for giving amateurs more opportunities to surprise us. When it comes to professional sports, I'm with you. The fact that they keep opening this up, it's just a money grab. It doesn't actually add to the product. But when it comes to amateurs, not professionals, I'd rather give them opportunities to surprise us. That's more where I come from anyway. No, I could understand that kind of give it more of a, you know, a feel of 64 feel. I think as everybody kind of wants to emulate for football, I just think it's very different than basketball where it's really hard for a, you know, four or five guys or a couple guys can carry your team. You need 60, 70 deep to, you know, kind of be a dominant team. And in today's college landscape, I know there's some upsets that can happen, but as you kind of see, as the season progresses, less and less of those kind of go down and occur, and usually the cream of the crop kind of rises to the top. I'm sure Chad's going to want to talk a little bit more about the national championship game in the second half of the show. So, guys, what we're about to do is we're about to go over our DraftKings lineup cards for the free MD's DFS contest. All you got to do to sign up is hit the link. It's on our social media feeds at Show. If you're watching it streaming live on YouTube or on our social media feeds, the comment is right there. If you're on Tiki Live, then follow us on social media. You should be anyway. Just posted out a bunch of news about the injury news and what the fantasy impacts are going to be heading into week 18 from a redraft if you happen to still be playing your championship in week 18, but also from a DFS standpoint as well. So hit the comments in below, sign up. It's a free contest. If you win, you win one week of easy sports betting data and you get your name eligible for the monthly giveaway this month being January. We already have one person with their name there. So, Chris, let's go ahead and dive into your DFS lineup card. I'm going to be curious to see what you put together because this week, with there being so much mayhem, there can be value to be found. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing because usually the last week of the season is when you kind of find all the great deals and guys are kind of getting benched or you're, you're kind of guys are holding on for playoff seating. But right now, with so many question marks and so many little answers being provided, you really have no idea how some of these guys are going to unfold and who's going to kind of play. So for the quarterback position, I think it's one of the most important things is, you know, you don't want to start a quarterback who's only going to play second two or three quarters. Um, so for me, I went with Tyler Hutley. I'll kind of go back to the well for the Ravens quarterback position. Lamar's going to be out yet again. Hutley didn't have a great game last week. He only had, a, you know, through 197 yards. They run for about 45 yards. Um, you're kind of looking for the floor. The big thing that kind of missed out last week is they didn't score any touchdowns as an offense in general. 
I don't think that's going to repeat itself versus Pittsburgh defense. Uh, Pittsburgh defense looked great versus Cleveland. I think it was more about Cleveland just, you know, throwing the towel offensively than is that Pittsburgh's defense is kind of turning any kind of corner. So I think Ravens offense is going to kind of get back on track. I think the Hollywood is going to go crazy or anything like that. But you like to value $5,700, a guy who likes to run around a little bit, make some plays, and a guy that you're pretty confident is going to play the entire game. I like it. I do. Uh, look, Huntley is somebody who has shown, like you said, he's going to be able to do a little bit of everything. Don't get swept up in what happened Monday night against the Steelers. I mean, Baker Mayfield, look, he's banged up. So there is that part of it, but he also stinks and he doesn't run. Don't think that the Steelers defense suddenly looks like the Steelers defense of old after this entire season of not that, that not being the case. Huntley was able to practice in full all this week. So I expect to see a better version of what we saw from last week, which was his first game off of COVID. He didn't get any practice in until Friday. I think he's going to be okay. At $5,700, you're talking about a guy who has top 12 potential. That's value to be had there. I like it. So the right back position, I, I'm going with David Montgomery. Uh, playing against the Minnesota defense is really struggled versus running back position. Um, and then you have David Montgomery basically producing at one of the top RB rates over the last two games, uh, coming off a 25 or 28-point performance last week. I think he had about 30 about two weeks before previous to that. The guy who's been heavily involved in both the passing game and the rushing attack. One of the things you like about you know Fields being out of the offense is when he doesn't play, Montgomery seems to see a lot more check down opportunities, whether it's Nick Foles or Andy Dalton. Should be Andy Dalton again this week. So David Montgomery's in a great smash spot. Um, a guy who's been kind of been has been the bell cow back since been coming back from injury for Chicago and has been playing an RB one like an RB one over the last three weeks. Like I said, usage has been there. That's been the biggest thing. And with Andy Dalton at quarterback, I agree with you. He he, that's a boost. Believe it or not, people keep wanting. I love to get your take on this. People want to keep knocking that. Andy Dalton is a boost over Justin Fields for this entire offense. And I'm not saying that Andy Dalton's a better quarterback, but he is better for the players around him because he gets the ball out to Darnell Mooney. He gets the ball out and checks it down to David Montgomery. You don't have to worry about David Montgomery getting his touchdown stolen at the goal line or rushing yard stolen. It's better fantasy-wise for all the other guys involved. Yeah, they kind of get to play more with the roles they're comfortable with. David Montgomery is used to being involved in all kinds of aspects. It's kind of hard for him to kind of be ignored in the passing game. And I think the same thing with Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is kind of the guy who does better as you kind of target him. He does, and so does Clement. And they kind of, you know, take turns in a sense on offense when, Jason, when Justin Fields is the quarterback because they can't really be, be involved very often. But when A. Dalton, he actually can kind of read defenses. He can go to that second and the third guy. He can find guys and kind of create plays. So it is a boost for them. It's not that Andy Dalton's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL or a great player or anything like that. But veteran quarterbacks do tend to kind of help you perform better fantasy wise. Can't disagree. Can't disagree. Um, so my other running back position, I'm going to go with a little bit of value, but also a guy who kind of came back had twenty you know, over twenty DFS points last week, and that's Elijah Mitchell. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of worried about the Rams defense and are kind of impressed with what they see. I'm not. I think Rams defense can be attacked, especially on the edges with this running attack. I like the fact that you're going to have possibly more than likely Jimmy Garoppolo back. He did, you know, practice limited all three games, all, all three days, I should say. Um, and even if he doesn't play, Trey Lance didn't necessarily hurt um, Elijah Mitchell last week, as I kind of pointed out, he had over 21 points DFS-wise. So regardless, you kind of have that set. You know, he's going to get his ball, the ball, regardless one way or another. is a team that you can definitely attack on the ground. And for $6,000, one of the guys that's, you know, actually getting healthier as the season kind of unfolding while other guys are kind of getting banged up or maybe limited. Elijah Mitchell is a smash spot for me. 
Well, and we, by the way, we have this, this is the first same player that we have. We both have him at $6,000 in our RB2 spot. Here's the thing about Elijah Mitchell. You can trust that he's going to play all four quarters because the 49ers have a lot in the line. They need to win this game to make sure they make the postseason. And guess what? He's one of the few running backs out there who's consistently getting plus 20 opportunities whenever he's healthy. Jeff Wilson does. Look, the days of Kyle Shanahan having a running back by committee seem to be over now with Elijah Mitchell in there and Raheem Mostert hurt. Um, Jeff Wilson doesn't get mixed in. Even if, to your point, even if Trey Lance winds up being the starting quarterback, it still didn't take away from the overall opportunities of an Elijah Mitchell. That's why I have him in my lineup, and I agree with you why he's in yours. So my receiver one, I'm kind of looking for a little bit of value, but spending a little bit decent money. And I went with Deontay Johnson. This guy's been in on my DFS lineups all week long. Somehow, magically, he's been only on you know, one game, one day away from with COVID. Um, he's miraculously back and on track to play again. I think it was two, that, technically, but yeah. Well, so, okay, two, possibly, yes. <laughs> um, but a guy that you'd absolutely know that Ben Roethlisberger loves throwing the ball to consistently and will always have that great floor. And then other receivers, like I talked about, you know, one of the guys you probably figure is going to be out there for the entire game, has nothing really to lose. And ben, Ben's going to probably go out blazing just like he did last game, throwing the ball 50, 60 times a game if he can. So why not uh, beat Deontay Johnson and, and you know, kill, getting some points, at least PPR-wise for you, in a full-point PPR standard scoring uh, standard scoring um, league? 2.7 yards per attempt. 2.7 yards per attempt. I don't get how that happens. I still don't understand. I've been trying to wrap my brain around that stat all week long. 2.7 yards per attempt. I could sneeze the ball further than that. I don't get it. I don't understand it. You're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Clearly, you're not worried about coming off of, you know, there's been a pattern, especially with wide receivers. We talked about this before with wide receivers coming off the COVID list that first game back, not really performing as well. I'm kind of with you. I think, and I think this is where the standpoint you're coming from. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but because he was only on the COVID protocol so short a time, not really as concerned about it. Yeah, I'm not as concerned about the COVID thing and him you know, only basically being out for one practice, but also a guy that you're not really worried about kind of limiting. Pittsburgh has nothing to play for, but one of those few teams that's really, as a result, isn't really worried about like technically, if, if well, yeah, they could, sorry, loses. sorry, they could, exactly, you're right. They could actually have something <laughs> to play for. So, regardless, one way or another, Mike Tomlin's the kind of coach that you know that he's going to be out there the entire game. Deontay Johnson is going to be a guy that they kind of check out where you might see some players who, as games kind of unfold and scores unfold, you might see certain veterans kind of getting pulled out of games or kind of being you know, conveniently forgotten to limit their snaps. This isn't going to be a guy that's going to have to worry about that at all. No, the one nice thing about this game in general is that the Ravens and Steelers, regardless of playoff standing, they're just they're going to play for pride against each other, for sure, without a doubt. Uh, some other receiver, I'm going with Christian Kirk, um, the guy who's coming off of, you know, Three games right now, averaging over 10 targets a game in this Arizona offense. Basically, they're de facto number one receiver with, with DeAndre Hopkins out. Um, a guy that's, you know, the only thing you're kind of a bit worried about hasn't been scoring touchdowns, but you're just loving the volume that you get and you love the floor coming for $6,000 playing against it in a, a Seattle secondary that definitely struggles and that you can take advantage of. So I'm going to Christian Kirk, $6,000. I do like that. I do like that a lot. Look, Christian Kirk's been one of my favorite wide receivers all year long because he gets the slot and he gets overlooked constantly, but yet he's heavily involved in the game plan, especially since DeAndre Hopkins has been out. AJ Green is washed. Arizona does have something to play for heading into this game. You have to like the match against the Seattle secondary. He's got a nice floor, and we haven't seen the, the big play out of him in a while. 
but it should set up nicely in this game. Seattle, not only they're a nice smash spot against for wide receivers in general, but the slot position in particular, trying to being able to stretch a seam. That's the key point. Good. Exactly. And no Chase Edmonds as well to kind of ultra some of those underneath throws as well. So, uh, you know, the questionable James Conner, there's a lot of things that kind of work for Christian Kirk's favor in this game and how it kind of unfolds. The other receiver I'm going with has got the guy who's averaging over nine targets over the last three games. And that's Marquez Calloway um, is obviously Taysom Hill's favorite target. The guy that we kind of liked going into the beginning of the season never kind of materialized, but over the last three games has kind of stepped out as that number one receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Atlanta's secondary is, you know, atrocious at best, uh, a team that you definitely get big plays on. With a guy who can make big plays, it has been, like I said, targeted over nine, eight, or eight or nine times over the last three times or the last three games. So a guy that I love to smash spot, a guy who has a nice floor right now, and I think for $5,000 is a shot I'm willing to take. It's really funny because, Chris, you and I are definitely going to be competing against each other in our lineup makeup. We'll, we'll get into why later on. But, yeah, Marquez Calloway, I definitely don't hate to play against Atlanta. The last two weeks in a row, this guy has seen A-plus targets. He's been getting involved. Last week was Deontay Harris's first game back from suspension, Taysom Hill's first game back from COVID. It gets Marquez Calloway. He's been sneakily a wide receiver three or better over the past couple of weeks. He's not getting talked about at all. They have a lot to play for. They have to win to have a chance to be able to make the playoffs as well. So I expect a very good game, and they usually do well against the Atlanta Falcons. Not that everybody else doesn't do it, but the Saints in particular. Yeah, and the game you have to worry anything about weather. It's going to be in the Dome. So every reason is kind of being an opportunity for these both teams to kind of fight it offensively. Marcus Callaway, like I said, you talked about it too. He's been the guy that they've actually been featuring over the last three games, and then there was no reason it should change this week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So my tight end position, I'm kind of sticking to the well of guys who are getting eating up targets, and that's Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz is actually the leading targeted guy over the last three games for the Arizona Cardinals, averaging over 11, 11 receptions a game, or 11 targets a game, I should say. Um, for $5,300, probably one of the better values you could find at the tight end position this week, and that has absolutely stone-cold floor. A secondary that you know you can attack with a tight end position versus Seattle, a team that's basically throwing the ball in, in kind of glorified running game with Zach Ertz right now. So you're loving the volume. And you love an opportunity to just need to kind of fall in the end zone and have a big smash spot. This is a man who's been fighting me on Zach Ertz's value for Arizona for a few weeks now. Behind behind yeah, the scenes, the, behind the scenes, I, I have been, and then over the last, and then I look at the last three weeks, but he's been able to do average eleven targets. You can't argue with that at the tight end position. Not the tight end because that 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 those seven catches are as good as a touchdown, and that's what equates to tight end value when you get outside those top guys. 
I don't have Zach Ertz in my lineup, but yeah, I like the play. Guy with your defense. Um, well, my flex real quick is Michael Carter at five thousand dollars. Uh, Michael Carter is one of those guys that you know two weeks ago had eighteen points DFS wise. Last week was off to a like great bang before kind of getting injured versus that Tampa Bay game. But it looked like he's about to kind of you know turn it on for that game. A guy that you like this Jets offense is kind of you know running game kind of coming together for them. He's going to be off his um, off the injury reserve with the concussion protocols. So I love Michael Carter this week. Like kind of Jets offense is kind of trending a Buffalo defense that you can run the ball on. And I think for five thousand dollars, definitely a shot I'm willing to take. Be honest. You read my social media post literally yeah. about an hour ago from the show. I put out the news that, you know, Michael Carter officially had been cleared from the concussion protocol. And in my analysis put in, he looked like he was on his way to a good game against Tampa Bay. So while this is not a good matchup on paper, Michael Carter is the best weapon they have. There's no Braxton Berrios. So now you're down to James Carter or James Carter, Carter. James Crowder, Michael Carter, becomes the best weapon you could possibly have out there. And he has the big play ability. Do I love the matchup? No. But again, we're going for DFS here, the big play ability. And I wouldn't be surprised, being that this is the last game of the season, to just decide, you know what? Let's let Zach Wilson and Michael Carter do their thing and get some confidence or get some play time and get those reps in before we head into next season. I, I like absolutely it. think that's the case. I think that they're, they're, all, they're trying to get this team kind of leave it on a high note. I think that's why there's such a push to kind of get him active for this week. If they weren't willing to use him, I don't think there's any rush to get him back this week. So I think that's obvious they want him out there if they can. Agreed. And then finally, the defense. I, um, you know, I'm not a big spender on the defense, so I, I kind of went the cheapest I could find, but looked for some value. And that was Cleveland's defense, uh, twenty uh, $2,600. A defense that, you know, you're playing some size offense is basically all be benching most of their starters. You're not really sure what they're going to kind of do. You don't love what Cleveland's necessarily throwing out there either. But you do think that overall the defense has been pretty good. Played pretty decent versus Pittsburgh despite their offensive being putrid. So I see no reason that should change. And for the value, I'm going to take that chance. Brandon Allen's going to be the starting quarterback for Cincinnati. That in and of itself is enough for me to take a chance on a defense play against Cincinnati, especially at $2,600. So can't disagree with you there. Here's what we're going to do. Take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we'll have my DraftKings lineup card for you guys. And then we'll have Chaz Filardi join the show for the bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. MD Nation, we want to welcome in a new sponsor of the show called Props Fantasy from PropsFantasy.com. Props Fantasy is a website and app which allows users to import their season-long fantasy teams to challenge other season-long fantasy teams. Their crucial difference is that you can challenge other teams that you are not playing in your league that week or aren't even in your league or not even on the same platform. The idea behind Props Fantasy is to let casual season-long fantasy players use the teams they already have to engage in daily fantasy-type contest for winnings. Users can wager anything from $1 up to $1,000 on a head-to-head challenge. Props Fantasy even harmonizes the scoring. If you're in a PPR league and your opponent is not, Props Fantasy will default to a half-point PPR or you can manually adjust it. They also handle things like standard lineup versus super flex. Their developers are fantasy football diehards and have thought of everything, including IDP. So if you think your season-long team is not just the best in your league, but the best in all leagues, this is your chance to find out and win money when you sign up for the Props Fantasy app today at PropsFantasy.com. So join in on the fun. 
You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show on live streaming television on TikiLive.com slash channel slash belly up. You can catch us on any device, any web browser from there. If not, we're streaming to you live on social media at Show. We're available to you on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe and download us on your favorite pod streaming app so you can catch on your commute while you're at your work decks, whatever, while you're doing chores, doesn't matter. Catch us anywhere because we're going to try to win you guys money throughout these playoffs. This is the big time for betters for NFL. People who haven't bet before, fantasy football's over. Maybe your team didn't make the playoffs you still want to watch football, but you want to make it more interesting. So you want to bet on games. So that's what we're here for. We're here to help you guys win some money and play some DFS. By the way, you can still play fantasy football. You can play DFS. That's why we have the free MD's DFS contest to begin with, which, by the way, the link is in the comments on social media. We'll be promoting it out throughout the weekend. It's on YouTube. Don't worry. Hit us up at BillyFMDFF Show. The contest is free. If you win, you win one free week of easy sports betting data, and you get your name eligible for the championship football giveaway from championshipfootballs.com for the month of January. You already have one eligible contestant. They're still... What, three, four more to go? I think January is a little bit of a longer month. Do we have four? We have three? Maybe three more? Three more. Three more. Three more. Chris would know because his birthday is actually at the end of the month. So he would know how many more weeks are left. All right. So let's dive into my DraftKings lineup card here. And I went with Taysom Hill at $6,200. I love the rushing ability and the idea that they're playing against Atlanta with a lot on the line. Sean Payton's going to do what he believes is best for the team. And what I believe is best for the team as it's constituted is Taysom Hill running the football with the possibility of getting rushing touchdowns. So I love that at $6,200. Chris, I'm going to throw it to my flex right away because I did stack him. I usually don't stack Taysom Hill, but I did stack him. I didn't stack him with Marquez Callaway. I stacked him with Deontay Harris at $3,200. This is my shot in the dark. This is my contrarian play. He has six games this season where he's had double-digit points. If he gets me that at $3,200, he pays for himself. He gets those big plays every once in a while, especially against mediocre defenses, which, of course, was what Atlanta is. He usually shows up in those matchups. I like the fact that he's one game removed from his suspension. Now it gets another full week of practice in him. Should be a little bit more up to game shape. I'm trying to go for the millions. I'm trying to win the MDCFS contest. What do you think about that stack for me? Well, I love the Taysom Hill play, and that's definitely like one of the quarterbacks that's one of the cheaper values that you definitely can get. I won't talk like he's a little bit cheaper, but I do think Hill's one of those guys in around the same range to talk $1,600, has a wonderful floor, and has been a solid play since he's become the starting quarterback for the Saints. As for the stack, I think it's definitely very brazen of you. Uh, I think that you're really hoping that he's going to hit them the big play because basically how Harris has been able to kind of been able to produce those numbers. It has to be a big bomb here or there. Um, you need Taysom Hill to actually take those shots down the field, which against Atlanta he may or may not have to do. So it will be kind of a you know a little bit of a cherry pick like he should play. But well, you're, you're definitely but, swinging for the stars. Game it was now, but he had the one game where he just hit Deontay Harris on a simple little curl route and he took it 75 yards to the house. What game was that? It was at the very end of the game. I remember that. Uh, that's kind of what I'm banking on. Yeah, I mean, and you definitely have a shot for that to happen because they're going to have to try to key on taking the running game away as you kind of talked about between him and Alvin Kamara. So it will be kind of interesting. I'm kind of more, I'm kind of more banking is going to be Callaway, but I, I couldn't, you know, argue that it couldn't be Harris. Target-wise, it will be Callaway, but I'm looking for those couple of big plays. This is the reason why I played 
Deontay Harris in my flex. Because I wanted to find a way in the last week of the regular season to fit Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup into my lineup. And that's what I did. And that's why I'm going for that stack and hitting, I'm looking to hit those home runs. Jonathan Taylor at $9,300. Cooper Cup at $9,700. That's right. There is a way to fit both of them in your lineup. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, two of the guys who have been the most consistent, probably top plays you can have in your lineup week in, week out this entire season. Why, you know, why go out any different? Guys that have great smash spots. You have Jonathan Taylor taking on Jacksonville Jaguars and a game that the Colts have to win and a game that if he's able to run for somehow 255 yards, it'll put him over 2,000 yards. So he does have some kind of incentives to kind of have a big game as well. And then you have on the flip side, you have um, another, you know, situation where this team was is basically just trying to, you know, get as many yards as they possibly can. So I love, I love that play. Cooper cup looking to break every record in the book this week too, in another smash spot. So not only have these guys been the best of their positions all season long, but they have a lot in line. The Rams want to get that second seed. They want to win the NFC West. Cooper Cup wants to break those records. The Colts want to get into the playoffs. Jonathan Taylor would like a chance to get to 2,000 yards. And because they're playing Jacksonville, it's actually unbelievably not out of the question when you actually think about them and their defense. That's why I had to have them in our lineup. We talked about it. We both have Elijah Mitchell at $6,000 as my RB2. So I went with my wide receiver, too. I went with Cyril Grayson. Now, Mike Evans, he actually practiced in full today. He's going to be good to go. But Cyril Grayson has been more productive than Tyler Johnson. They've been trying to give the role to Tyler Johnson as far as the Chris Godwin role. They've been trying to give him the routes. They've been trying to give him the snaps. But the production has been for Grayson. He's only $4,400. He's got two weeks back-to-back where he's been heavily involved with Antonio Brown gone. Chris Godwin, of course, gone. Cyril Grayson is my guy that I think next to Mike Evans gets a lot of those targets and he has that speed to go with it while running those middle of the field routes that Tom Brady's looking for. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it right on the nail and right in the head. A guy that I absolutely have in a lot of my lineups as well as DFS, I think he's one of the cheapest, best plays you could have to play this week at receiver position or in just in general. A guy that's been very consistent. He's getting between five to six, seven catches a game. A guy has big play potential, but also a guy that can, you know, catch the ball in between. Tom Brady seems to really like him, has been featuring him and using him a lot. He kind of seemed to fill that Antonio Brown role more so than Antonio Brown kind of was last week. So as a result, there's no reason that should change. No, no Antonio Browns, you pointed out. No Godwin. Now Evans is still going to be out there, but Evans isn't a guy that's always going to get, you know, 15, 20, you know, ma- major amounts of targets. Tampa Bay doesn't kind of work that way. So they're going to kind of spread the ball around to the guys who can get involved. And one of the guys that seems to be that guy who's getting open consistently, especially on the outside, has been Grayson. These next two guys, they were kind of based on the idea that Deontay Johnson wouldn't play until he got activated from COVID today. I'm going back and forth on whether or not I'm going to pivot off of them, but part of me thinks that maybe I shouldn't. I got Ray Ray McLeod at $3,800, my third wide receiver, and Pat Freermuth is my tight end at $4,600. Now, Pat Freermuth, I don't think should be a stretch. That's a good value for him. He scores touchdowns with or without Deontay Johnson anyway, especially against Baltimore, which on paper is a good matchup for tight ends, generally speaking. They give up uh, third most touchdowns to tight ends. But Ray Ray McLeod, I know it hasn't been big or anything like that, but he still had double-digit targets last week. If Deontay Johnson is hindered at all by COVID, and again, Chris and I both agree that he may not be hindered as much as some of the other guys for their first game back because he was on and off the protocol so quickly. But even regardless of that, McLeod still has been heavily involved. He's overtaking Claypool. He's overtaking James Washington. It's a Baltimore defense that is hindered in the secondary 
Again, I'm going for contrarian plays here in a tournament. I'm taking these two guys. Okay, so the one thing on McLeod is he's very cheap, and he's got a great floor, as you kind of pointed out. The last two weeks, he's averaged over 10 targets a game. The weird issue with him is, though, despite being the PPR league and averaging over 10 targets per game in the last two weeks, he has yet to score double digits of figures yet. So the key thing for him is he's kind of like a Juju Smith-Schuster Juju Smith light light for this offense right now. And he talked about the 2.7 yards per target. I know I'm all about, you know, getting PPR guys in the full point targets, but I do think this is a guy who has a nice floor. And if you're kind of building the pieces like you are with, a, you know, a cup and a tailor, you can kind of take chances on some of these guys because if he doesn't like necessarily hit hit, he does have a floor where some of these guys could have similar numbers and you're paying a lot more money for them. So the, you're kind of taking a chance, but also a guy has, you know, a safe floor. Just the upside's really, really limited. I just need one Baltimore defender to fall flat on his face. Just, just one. Just one time. Uh, Defense-wise, I also paid down like you did, but I love that they're contrarian play this week. I took the Miami Dolphins at $2,400. This has been one of the best defenses over the past eight weeks in the NFL. Yes, they put up a dud against Tennessee, but New England's traveling, traveling to Miami. Historically, they don't perform well in Miami. I'm still going to take the aggressive, blitzing, high turnover rate defense of Miami in a DFS play when you're going to give them to me for $2,400. Absolutely, 100% agree. The two defenses I played in most of these, my DFS this week have, has been that defense, the Miami Dallas defense and the Cleveland defense, just because they're so cheap. And when you look at the kind of the guys, you know, better matchups, quote unquote, on paper, the expenses, they call, how much they cost versus what you're probably going to get back isn't really worth it. So when you look at the Dolphins defense, as you talked about, one of the more aggressive defenses out there, a team that does cause turnovers. Matt Jones does have the, you know, has to have had issues with turnovers throughout the season, a team that you can get a pass rush on in New England. So you put all those things together, why not the Dolphins defense? Why not take that chance, especially for one of the cheapest defenses you could pay for and one of the most upsides possibly as well? I like it. Uh, guys, again, sign up. The contest is free the MD's DFS contest the link is in the comments if you're watching this live on social media or on YouTube if you're watching this on tkilive.com slash channel slash belly up we will be promoting this throughout the weekend if you win you win one free week of easy sports betting data and you get your name eligible for a championship football from championshipfootballs.com backed by Mr. Chaz Florida who we're going to have on in the next segment to talk about our bets of the week so everybody stay tuned to the empty fantasy football show and we'll be back right after this it's the holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer well today's sponsor manscape has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition manscape is the leader in men's below the waist grooming and they have served more than four million men worldwide if my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. So get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this, the teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. 
be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back, MT Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show streaming to you live on social media at BillyMDFF Show. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Download our episode on your favorite pod streaming app because you can catch us on your commute or while you're sitting at your desk doing your work. Doesn't matter. And then Fire us up on your Fire TV and Android devices when you search for the MD's Fantasy Football Show on the Amazon App Store. And best, but certainly not least, catch us on live streaming television now available to you on TikiLive.com slash channel slash belly up. We're going to be everywhere soon. Everywhere. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dauhauer and our special guest who comes on every single show for the MD's DFS contest and lock bets of the week is Mr. Chaz. Fullardy. Chaz, how you doing? I watch you guys at the gym on the bike. Oh, awesome. I'll have like the TV on in the back, it bounce around the channels, and then I'll have you on my phone. Love it. I appreciate I that. I do it a lot of times after the fact, too, because I like to see who was right and who was wrong. <laughs> well, you guys are right a lot. I think you know that. <laughs> Try to be, try to be. That's why we do what we do. You're right a lot. You're right a lot on your, on your, on your especially, actually, I'm quarter bets. I am on a six day winning streak where I haven't really done any handicapping. I've been tagging <laughs> along. <laughs> you know, the other day, uh, John from GMS Sports gave us the over in the Bucks game. It was like they scored like 71 points in the first quarter. And then they scored more in the second quarter. It was just crazy, but uh, and it was an overplay. So, uh, yeah, you know what? Um, I, I I I hold my own, Dan. I hold my own. Uh, yeah, you do more than you do more than that. If you guys don't Ch- know, Chaz Flaherty is part of Sports Betting Weekly on Thursday nights, which you gotta you gotta join because it's live betting and it, you get a bunch of ki- uh, tickets cashed. But also founder of championshipfootballs.com, which is our giveaway for the MD's DFS contest for every single month, which again, you sign up for the, it's in the comments below. It's free. If you win, you also get the easy sports betting data. I am not proud of the fact that I am pimping out my fandom for Monday night. And we have a pre-sale going on at championship footballs, 50% off the regular price at the belly up coupon. The most that ever was, was 33%. It's half price, but somebody's going to lose and those teams won't get that ball and they'll get their money back, but somebody's going to win and they're going to get their football in half price. Whoever has, and I'm telling you right now, I, I have no pride. Whoever has the most footballs pre-sold is who I'm rooting for Monday. <laughs> Points like red be damned, guys. I like it. I like it. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's good, because I know my camera froze. So we're going to have to switch this thing up and hopefully switch back to it in a second. Uh, yeah, obviously this would be the time to buy on Alabama. Does, does Georgia really have a chance? Does Georgia really have a chance? Obviously somebody thinks they do. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't in the if conference championship game. Other game that Georgia played except the game against Alabama. You think the three is too low, right? Yeah. 100%. Chris, you. Yeah, I mean, I think Georgia's been super impressive this year, but I think that's where this fool's goal for betters because every year you see that, and then they play Alabama, and Alabama somehow, some way, still wins. 
Chaz, I got a quick question for you NFL-wise, though. Coming into week seven, last week of the season, do you change up anything as a veteran better, or do you kind of stick to the numbers? Because I know a lot of players are in or out. You have different that's things kind of going on for teams playing for. How do yeah, you kind of handle situations like that? I looked back at all my previous experiences on NFL Week 18, right? And I looked at that information, and I realized I ain't got none. Because <laughs> <laughs> there ain't been one. This is our first. Are you guys nervous? It's our first one. First ever NFL yeah, Week um, 18. Historical. Yeah, so it's I you know it's no different than any other week for me. The biggest difference that I'm looking at is I've and I made notes. You know, I got my cheat sheet for my MD's cheat sheet. I, I put, it takes me about an hour to do this thing. I put twice as much time into the sheet as I do on your show. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I get notes early, Chris, early, early, early. Basically, what I'm doing is I I don't think I'm going to have too much game action. It's all going to be first half action and see what happens because, as you know. People get hurt in football games all the time. Yeah, I think that's a great advice. You know, kind of limiting what you're kind of betting on, especially by the halves, can kind of help you do that. I think it's a wonderful advice, Chaz. All right, let's get into this. Apparently, I'm going to have technical issues throughout the entire second half of the show, so we'll just have to keep rolling on. Uh, tomorrow, we got two games, right, during the week 18 matchup. Chiefs, Broncos. Chiefs are now minus 10.5 favorites over the Broncos, especially now we have confirmation that, oh, yeah, Patrick Holmes is going to play, Tyreek Hill is going to play, Travis Kelsey is going to play, and all the defense is going to play. And not to mention Drew Locke for the Denver Broncos is going to play. Chris, you and I talked about this game actually a little bit earlier in the week, and we mentioned that I was all on board on the Chiefs being able to cover because it's Drew Locke. You were less so, correct? Yeah, I, I still think Denver can be a feisty team, particularly in Denver versus Chiefs team. I think the Chiefs should be able to win the game, but I think it could be closer than the 10 and a half they're getting. Chaz, what are you seeing in the data? Yeah, no, uh, it, it is really a situation where uh, that, that game is the first one that I wrote extra early. Extra early to me means, you know what, if I do sprinkle something on the game action, it's going to be a lot less units than it will be early. Uh, in Kansas City, so I did every single team again. So if we, if, what I'll do is I'll cross them all as we cover them. And then if I miss a game, I can go back and just give you the data. Some of this stuff just jumps right off the page. Kansas City scored seven plus in nine straight first quarters. In the first half, in around a seven and one streak, seven and one against the spread. In the road games, an eight out of nine, they scored 31 points. I mean, if you just say that to me, how's Denver going to score 31 points, right? Well, they don't have to, though, do they? They only got to score 21 points. Right. However, Denver in the first quarter is three and ten against the spread. So I got one team that's scored seven plus in nine straight, and another team that's three and ten against the spread. In their game, they've scored thirteen or less in four or five. And their home games, they allow. Oh, I, home games are good. The home games are not allowing points. However, they didn't play Kansas City yet. I, I, I really like Kansas City early. I don't really care if they cover for the game. I'm betting them in the first half. Okay. Okay. What about the night game? This is really interesting, the night game. You got the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. There are things on the line, but not at the same time. Technically, Dallas could possibly wind up with the two seed. Eagles could technically get to the six seed. But at the same time, neither one can get the one. Dallas already locked up the division. So how worth it is it that they all play their starters? I think that's been the biggest question of all, especially when it comes to Philadelphia Eagles. But even the Dallas Cowboys to some degree. Now, from what I understand, guys like Tony Pollard, they're going to be out due to injury. But 
Ezekiel Elliott's going to play. Dak's going to play. C.D. Lamb's going to play. Amari Cooper's going to play. So, Chris, when you look at this game, it's, it's, the line's set at minus four for Dallas on the road. The over-under set at 43. What are you looking for in this one? Yeah, I was actually thinking this was going to be an upset going into this week because I thought the Eagles actually were going to try to get some revenge on the Cowboys for that beatdown they took earlier in the season. The Cowboys were going to kind of ease into this game with all the kind of questionable guys. So the defensive guys are going to be missing. No Mika Parsons, no Diggs. Uh, there was, you know, they're not going to have Tyron, uh, Tyron Smith as well as this week due to COVID. So I was wondering if they were going to kind of, you know, ease in some of the guys because they're not completely healthy either. The offense struggled so badly last week. They seemed like they really want to try to get back on track. Whether or not they can get that home extra game at home or not, something they definitely would prefer to have, I'm sure, and be in Jerry World um, for the extra week if they could. So I think that is something they're going to try to cover. And I think the Eagles are a team now that I don't really know what they're playing for. We have no idea who they're really playing, what, they're really, what their starters are. There's been all kinds of rumors whether or not they're going to kind of, you know, even play Hurts or not. So it's going to be really interesting to see what the Eagles do. So I think the Cowboys have probably the most consistent idea of what they're going to throw out there. So I go with the Cowboys being able to cover this week. What do you see in Chaz? What, what would you think? Because this, this is one that well, might be outside of data. Well, yeah, but Dallas burned not only me, but Dallas burned Chris too last week. Remember? We got burnt twice with the same game. Uh, for the game in their last six, they've scored 21 in every single game Dallas has. Um, on the road, and for the game, they're 7-1 against the spread. A 7-1 run against the spread. Philly, in the first quarter, is 0-5 against the spread. In the, in the game, though, they've scored 20-plus in 12 of 13. That's a lot. And home, second half, they're 3-2 against the spread. Uh, I, I looked at that game, and I said, you know what? I have to bet this game, right? Otherwise, what am I going to do Saturday night? Talk to my family? <laughs> really? Come on now. I love my kids. I love my wife. But I see them all week, you know? So I went, I went with the over again, Chris. I'm, I, you know what? I think I was, it was the right play last week. I just did it at the wrong time. I'm going with the over again this week, Dallas at Philly. All right. I like, I like the over, over the 43. So the Packers-Lions game, it's only minus three and a half in favor of the Packers. Now, this is going to come down to what you believe how this game flow is going to go. Aaron Rodgers started the week not wanting to play. Then he was like, well, maybe I do want to play. Matt LaFleur is like, I'll let you play. I don't think you have to play. It's all over the place. The point comes down to this. I think Aaron Rodgers realized he has to play this game to have a chance, or I shouldn't say a chance, but a better overall standing to win the MVP. I think that's what this boils down to ultimately, why he's even going to bother playing in this game. Now, if they blow out Detroit, I do believe they'll all be done in the sec- in, by the second half. But if they don't, what if Detroit keeps this close? Do they stay in the game being that, you know what, they have two weeks off. If they have any little injuries here and there, they'll they'll have the bye week to go into it. For me personally, I'm going to take Green Bay to cover minus three and a half because I think as long as these guys are playing, even in the first half, I think they cover this game. But Chris, what are you looking for? Well, I will add some incentive for Aaron Rodgers, about $800,000 extra he can make. Now, it's not a huge amount of money for Aaron Rodgers because, you know, the guy's a millionaire, but $800,000, $800,000. So he has certain incentives this game and finished with certain statistics. He's able to kind of finish in top fives and overall in eight different categories. He has $100,000 for each category he finishes in the top five for. So he just has some reasons to put up some numbers this week. Um, I do have some concerns, though, in the second half, whether or not they're going to continue to utilize this Green Bay offense and kind of play all their starters. So I don't not as kind of eager to bet on this game because I think this game is one of those you have no idea what's going to happen and how it's going to unfold. What about how about yourself, Chaz? Yeah, no. Um, again, this is one of those. This isn't one of my. I have a three-team parlay. I'm going to tell you at the end that is 
um, what I've been calling the loser parlay. Um, and so th- this one, it says Green Bay. As remember, we talked about it last week in the first quarter, how they don't cover. You sit around and you bet them live for the second uh, second quarter. They're 1-13 against the spread right now in the last 14 games. It's amazing. They're the best team in football. They're 1-13 against the spread in the first quarter. And you wouldn't know that unless you went to bellyupsports.com or bellyupfantasysports.com and got the easy sports data. In the second half, they're over six straight uh, road games. They scored 24-plus and 6-7. Detroit in the second half allows 12-plus, 4-5. Uh, again, that's that's it says right here, GBH1. That is not a cure for COVID that I discovered. <laughs> That's Green Bay first half. GBH1. By the way, the easy sports betting data available on BillionFantasySports.com is only 1650 where you can bet eight different ways on every single game. All right, let's keep this thing moving along. Let's go to the Washington and Giants game. Washington is favored minus seven. <laughs> Minus seven. There are that heavy favorites. This over under is 37 and a half. Ugh. Ugh. Guess what? I'm going to take Washington to cover. You know want to know why? Because Jake Fromm sucks. That's why. Chris, what about you? I'm going to go with you. I mean, this this the Washington football team's atrocious. They haven't done anything over the past month, but what they are better than is the Giants because the Giants can't score. The Giants can't get touchdowns. The Giants are just pathetic out there versus everything they kind of throw out. And it's even worth Jake from at the quarterback position this week. I have no faith in the Giants. I think the Redskins or Washington football team is able to cover. Chaz, what do you got for us, man? Well, how bad are the Giants, right? <laughs> it's, it's so sad. Well, you remember a few years back, they had a top pick and they picked that kid as their quarterback. And people said, why are you yeah. picking that kid as your quarterback? No, this Especially there. Did he go to Kentucky? Is that where he went? Or? Duke. 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 Yeah, yeah. Well, why are you picking him, right? They said that. Oh, no, no. He's going to be fine. Well, you know what? The organizations have got their head up their butt. Uh, but Washington <laughs> in the first quarter is over five and one. So that's five out of six. For the game, they score 17 or less, five and six. The Giants score three or less than five and six for the first half. They're one and four against the spread in their last five. And the home games are under 0, 10, and 1. So they had a push. So somewhere, if you're betting the overs against on the Giants' uh, home games, right? That's a home game. Yeah. At least once you didn't lose because you got your money back. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that under's low enough, Dan, but it's not on my things. <laughs> I would not bet that game. Oh, man. It, that's just – how can both New York teams suck with that media? That, that's what I want to know. How are heads just not yeah, rolling? It's not the media. It's not – you know what? We talked about this. Between the Mets and the Yankees and, and, and the Jets and the, and, and the Nets and the Knicks, if you think about the money that they spend on salaries because they're a big market team and they are worth so much money to stink, to have all your franchises stink. It's been like 10 years since they've had a ticker tape parade in that, in that state yeah. or city. It's and that's crazy. pathetic, given given the circumstances. That is that is pathetic. Let's move into one of our big spreads. So we get into this all the time. We talk about you know double digit home dogs. Should we just bet on them regardless? But this is a game I I I can't bet on the home dog. It's the Indianapolis Colts. They're minus fifteen over the Jacksonville Jaguars. The over under set at forty four. I'm taking the Colts to cover, Chris. Well, you're going against the trend because that's one of the big things that seems to be the talk of the town this week is how the Colts have not beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2000, I think, 16 it is. 
Um, it's one of the things that just seems to be an anomaly of football right now. Records um, are made to be broken. <laughs> the records are remained to be broken. On a quick side note, talk about stupid franchises. Did you guys hear that uh, Jacksonville is considering interviewing Bill O'Brien for the head coaching position they're, because of his relationship with Trent Baalke? Well, there's 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 a, there's a big there's a big push about because him and Trent Baalke's relationship and how close they are, they think it might be a match made in heaven. Oh, but I, yes. I will, the dude is a very very knowledgeable football guy. There's no doubt about it. Okay, he's a very knowledgeable football guy. I just think he's a coordinator. Because he he struggled as a head coach. Well, I, I think he destroyed the Houston Texans, so I don't yeah. think he should get a shot at the Jacksonville Jaguars next. Um, yeah, well, destroy the whole he AFC South by himself. He really <laughs> can't hurt him. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, um, but yeah. So this this game, I do think the Colts should be able to cover, but I'm not willing to bet on that. Chaz, yeah, that's one of my loser parlay. We said the same thing against uh, Jacksonville last week. I think did we not? I mean, the words. I don't have the clip. If I had the clip, I would play the clip. But I got to think, if we bleeped uh, Colts and we bleeped Patriots and we read the clips right next to each other, so like one here or one here and one there right next to each other, it would almost be identical. And I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. So I have the Colts as the first team in my uh, – the other team stinks so bad, loser parlay. <laughs> I like That's awesome. What about the Steelers Ravens game? It's it's a minus three and a half line for the Ravens at home. The owner are set at forty one. Two teams mostly playing for pride. I know the Steelers have an, an outside, I think what is a four percent chance of making the postseason, whatever the crazy case may be. They have an outside chance. It's Ben Roethlisberger's probable last game in the NFL. Did they already have their Super Bowl last week? I think that's the big thing for me. I actually do have the Ravens covering at minus three and a half because I tend to think that they did. Chris? I'm with you on that corner. I think I think Pittsburgh gave everything they had. I think last week was their the game they wanted to make sure that they won. I think this week's going to kind of be a mail-it-in game. I think the Ravens are going to be a little pissed off and have something to kind of take out on the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. So I do like the Ravens to cover. The last time Pittsburgh scored a touchdown in the first quarter was November 14th. So it's yeah. gonna be the it's gonna be the ninth Sunday the ninth. Think mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. fourteen to one nine. They're one and six against the spread in those games. In the second half, though, they're five and zero oh against the spread. They score sixteen plus, and we've seen a couple of those games were on prime time, right, where they came back in the second half. Oh yeah, uh, Battle Pittsburgh in the fourth quarter. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> in the first quarter at home, they're under oh six one. They've allowed one TD in their last six games. So. Pittsburgh hasn't scored a touchdown since November 14th. Baltimore's allowed one touchdown in their last six games in the first quarter. I think I think I'm leaning under first quarter uh, that game. But I, I like haven't it. bet. It's not on my bet. It's not on my bet list. It was a hard game to look at. What what would you say? There was about a coin flip of how many of the games of the 16? Oh, a ton. Games? A ton of games because oh, yeah, you're dealing with too many variables at the end of the day. It's you got to figure out what teams have what to play for, what teams will play for pride, even if they don't have anything to play for. And, you know, who's going to be out because they're slightly injured and there's nothing to go into. It was just, yeah, there's a lot of games that are just a coin flip away. There's no doubt about it, which made it kind of difficult. Uh, but, yeah, uh, obviously. Pittsburgh Kings of garbage time. So fourth quarter, always second half. Good bet there. I like that. How about this one? 
So we, Chris, you and I have talked about this. The Titans, they tend to play down to their competition. Their favorite minus 10 and a half over the Houston Texans who have had a history this year of being able to be more competitive than they're expected to be at times. The over under set at 42 and a half. Tennessee though, has done a very good job of winning these games that they're supposed to win. That's the whole reason why they're actually in position to maybe be the number one seed. You look at their schedule. They haven't beaten anybody who's a playoff team, but they've beaten all of these lower class teams. The question here becomes, do they cover 10 and a half points against Houston? I tend to think that they do. The reason why I do is because their defense is actually playing really well. Houston does not make these games competitive against top-tier defenses, which statistically the Titans are. Well, they did beat some playoff teams. They did beat the Bills and the Chiefs, so to give them some credit for doing that. Um, but you are right. They you have them kind of beating the teams they're supposed to beat. Having said that, they have necessarily covered to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And the last time they played the Texans, Texans were double-digit dogs, and the Texans were able to not were able to still cover because they couldn't. The Titans just can't necessarily blow out teams quite often or very often. They do kind of play down their competition. They do kind of struggle to kind of get an offense that can kind of be next level offense they can kind of put teams away. So I do think it's going to be harder for them to kind of, you know, beat this team badly. And Houston's been playing decent football lately. So I wouldn't be surprised if Houston was able to kind of keep it close enough so the Texas Titans weren't able to cover this week. Chaz, what do you think? Well, the data says that Tennessee in their first quarter and first half in their last eight games is one six and one under. So one over, six unders, one push, which is again, if you if you bet eight bets, right? Cash six of them, and one of them they give you money back. You're going to take that every day. Um, in the second half, they uh, no. In the, in the first half on the road, they're scoring thirteen and a half and five of five. Houston in second half is under one of seven. In the second half at home, they allow fourteen plus uh, nine of ten. Uh, yeah, they're they're the second team in my loser parlay. I'm betting against Houston in the first half, taking Tennessee. Boy, talk about the most unassuming number one seed in the history of number one seeds, right? When it's the most important year ever in the history of number one seeds. Because you're the only you one. That that and you got, we talked about how we said a prayer on our show for all those fantasy guys that had Derrick Henry because their whole season changed, you know? <laughs> but if he comes back, they're, they can win the Super Bowl. There's no doubt about it. That guy is a great, great coach, right? Vrabel yeah. has done a very great job of getting – more out of his team than what would be expected otherwise, without a doubt. And if Derrick Henry does return, they fall back into their hands of what the kind of game they want to play. With with Dan, doesn't that remind you of a Patriot background, though, right? It does. It does. They actually remind me of the Ravens. I I was going to say that. They remind me more of the Ravens. They remind me more of John Harbaugh and how he coaches that team. Mm -hmm. Okay. But my point was he's from the Ravens. Yeah. He's from the Patriots. the Patriots, and the Patriots have a history of getting Super Bowl rings on guys you'd never heard of, and you wouldn't notice them if you're right in line next to them at the store. You're bagging, you know, you're, you're getting your stuff. You look back, this dude's got his big ring on his finger. You have no idea who he is. Um, and that's, you know, that's Tennessee, too. Yeah. No, well, Rabel's got the good thing for me. He didn't coach under Belichick. He played for Belichick. That's why he's actually good. Right. Because all the coaches (laughs) coaches under Belichick hasn't really gone so well except for Brian Flores, and even that's out for debate. 
Uh, let's move into that Patriot game, though, because this is going to be my upset pick of the week. The Miami Dolphins are plus six and a half at home against the Ooh. New England Patriots. The Patriots do not travel to Miami well, generally speaking. I think the Dolphins team is a lot better than what we saw last week. The over-under and an abysmal 39 and a half. I would take the Dolphins outright in this game, but at the very least, I'm definitely taking them plus the six and a half points in this one. Chris, are you with me? I am not with you on that one. That's very good. I I feel the guts, and I feel what you're trying to go with. You're trying to go with the defense to kind of can carry this Dolphins offense. The problem is I think the Dolphins were gave their blueprint away how to stop this offense last week to Tennessee. The Patriots are going to emulate. You take away Jalen Waddle. Dolphins can't do anything offensively. I think the Patriots can run the ball Duke versus Johnson, Dolphins. Baby. Team. It's going to be a Duke Johnson week. I, I hope so. Um, I have a couple of DPS teams, but I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't necessarily have the confidence that you they're going to be able to upset this team. Tell me, Patriots don't travel to Miami. Chaz, what do you see? Well, you know, I, you've heard me spew the second half line for the Patriots for the last couple months. In the second half, they're nine and one against the spread. They allow ten or less in nine of those covers. Uh, second half on the road, they're seven and seven. So seven and seven, seven and seven bets, seven wins. However, Miami at home in the second half is five and one against the spread. They allow seven or less in five of those six games. Um, however, on my little things to do list for Sunday at one twenty-five, my time, I've got New England. Okay, okay. Let's get into my team real quick because this is another game that has a lot on the line. People will be watching the 49ers plus four and a half on the road against the Rams. Over-under set at 44 and a half. We don't actually know who the starting quarterback is going to be. So it makes it a little bit difficult to bet on one way or another here heading into this matchup. I'm a 49ers fan, but uh, give me the Rams minus four and a half. I don't think they can get it done this week. The Rams do want to win that division. Stafford has played poorly. I don't think he's going to play poorly three weeks in a row in a smash matchup, which is what this is. Give me the Rams cover here at minus four and a half. What about you, Chris? I want to pick the Rams, but I'm going to go with the 49ers until they, they show me otherwise. 49ers have owned this team over the last few years. This game is not in San Francisco. It's on the road, so San Francisco seems to play better on the road as well. So put those factors together until they show me otherwise. I'm going to the 49ers. Yeah, boy, we talked about the 49ers uh Dan, because being your team and, and their record, remember earlier in the Hard year, work. Sure. So Guesswork. Uh, no, thank you. Because so when you're on a mission, sense. you want to get it Who right. Who is that? Is that, that, that you know Here's the thing. I just cashed a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you hear something random I, on the show. I knew, I knew that it was TV background, Chaz. I was background. like, something happened TV background. I the show. I had, I had the over in a hockey game. I had the over in a basketball game. And I had the under in another basketball game. So I had the NHL. And I had uh, NBA and I had NCAA basketball on the screen, but I was trying to make sure they were muted and one snuck by me. But what happened is um, uh, I came right back with the over with the Bucks because they scored 70 something points and they didn't get it. But um, in live action, I got it down like another 15 points from the original over. So I bet just enough to, that I would get all my money back. So I like getting my money back. But, yeah, so here's what I got for, for San Francisco. First quarter on the road, they're under in seven of their last eight. In the first half, they're 4-0 against the sp- spread on the road. In overall, the Rams in the first quarter, under 5 of 6. So both are trending under. Half two, though, they score 11-plus in 6 of 6. 
and the road half won, their unders are nine or 11. And you know what? This could be really an ugly game, but I will say right now that I will tell you the same thing that I tell people playing roulette that I will tell you about Matt Stafford when they say, oh, it can't be black again. Yeah, he can play bad again because he's played <laughs> twice now. Really bad, right? He's got, what, seven turnovers or something in two games? Yeah. Him out. So it is possible that he could play bad again. That game um, will probably be on our TV because they make us watch the Rams. They make us watch the Chargers. Um, and uh, don't get me wrong. They've got a, both of them are decent playoff teams, but they're not fun to watch. The Rams have played really badly, actually, the last few weeks. Yeah, especially offensively. There's no doubt about it there. There's two more games I want to get to before we wrap up this show. One being the Saints and the Falcons, another game with a lot riding on it in, in correlation with the 49ers and Rams game. If the Saints win and the 49ers lose, the Saints will be in the playoffs, believe it or not. Uh, they are favored in this game on the road in Atlanta, minus three and a half. The overrunner set at 39 and a half. I think the Saints win this game. I think they win it easily. I don't think this game's going to be all that close. Now, the Saints winning it easily might be just 10 points, but regardless, I still have them covering, and I feel pretty good about this, and I'm calling one of my lock bets of the week. How about you, Chris? Yeah, you stole my lock bet of the week there um, because that's definitely <laughs> something I think that the Saints I think the Saints are definitely going to win this game. I think they're a superior team. They have something to play for. One of the cool things is this game will be on earlier than that 49ers game, so they'll still be playing for something in a sense. So they have no, no reason. They're both at 425. They're both at the same yeah. time. Oh, sorry. So, but we'll play at the same time. So, you'll, at least you'll have a game score where it's going to be over and you already know that you're kind of out of it. So, the Saints will have everything to play for. So, I think the Saints are going to cover, cover this. And I definitely think they're one lock bets to have this week. I got in the first half, the Saints are under 1 7 and 1. The game under or six straight. On the second half on the road, they allow 10 or less and 12 with 13. 12 with 13 on the road, guys. That's going into last year. Atlanta in the first half, they scored 10 plus in the last six straight. In the second half, they're 2-11 against the spread, and their games are under 1-7. and seven. That is one of my plays. That's under New Orleans at Atlanta. Under. All right, last game I want to cover before we get to our parlay. The Sunday night game, another game that with a lot of playoff implications riding on it. Whoever wins is in. So it's basically a playoff matchup in and of itself. The Chargers and the Raiders. Chargers are minus 3 against the Raiders on the road. Over-under set at 49. One of the bigger over-unders we've gotten on the week, it sounds like Darren Waller might even be able to make a return this week. Does that sway anything for you, Chris? Or are you going to take the Chargers like I am at minus three? Darren Waller doesn't sway anything for me. I told you earlier last today's show that I think this is going to be the upset of the week. And I am picking the Raiders to win this game and the, the Chargers to do Charger things. Self-employed, miss Choking a field goal. To choke at the end, miss a field goal to lose the game. And then to go home and not make the playoffs this season. How about you, Chaz? Well, that's exactly what Chargers do. I mean, I know that exactly. for a fact. I'm, still watching that's why I'm willing to bet on that. <laughs> but, um, uh, the, the fact that one of these two teams is going to make the playoffs after the, where they looked like in the middle of the year, and the fact that New Orleans still has a shot for the playoffs is exactly why the NFL is so popular, I think. But I've oh. got that game. I've got the over in that game. Okay. I'm going to have a shootout game, according to Chaz. I like it. I hope we do. Because uh, there's not going to be many shootout games this week in general. Chris, go ahead. Give me a lock bet of the week first. My lock bet of the week is I'm going to go with the Ravens to beat the Steelers. What was it? Four, four and a half to cover. Yes. Okay. I'm going to take the Saints minus three and a half over the Atlanta Falcons as my lock bet. Chaz, how about you? 
Well, because almost all my um, bets are first half, and the last one, by the way, is, is Buffalo against the Jets. So I'm betting against Jacksonville, Houston, and the Jets. I mean, really, duh. I'm not that smart. I'm just doing what common sense tells you. But they're all early, and I don't. you can't do an early with our parlay, and that's what I, I talk about with you guys all the time. There's such a big difference between picking games and cashing tickets. You don't cash. I, I don't think of all these tickets I cashed today, and I'm going to have another winning day, I don't think I had but maybe – two or three of the like 20 something tickets that were actually the game, the final game ending. Uh, but I'm going to go it over in that charger Vegas game, because then everybody's got to wait for my pick to see if we win. <laughs> and Chaz is like, I don't have to admit I'm wrong until the next day. Cause you guys <laughs> will be asleep on the East coast. <laughs> I like it guys. Make sure you're checking out our MD's DFS contest. It's again, the link is live in the comments, wherever you're watching this. If you're watching us on tgelive.com slash channel slash belly up, which I hope you are, make sure you follow us on social media at belly up MDFF show. Subscribe to us on YouTube and download us on your favorite pod streaming app. If you guys are wondering, are we done? No, we're not. We're going to be back with this show again next week. It's going to be this show throughout the playoffs. So we're going to try to win you guys money, play a little DFS fantasy football and keep the MD's fantasy football show live for you. Chris Dowhower is going to be joining us with that show as well. And Chaz Florey too, which Chaz, as you always like to say, always be cashing. We'll see you guys again next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.